0: Yo, 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 what is going on? I'm J.F. Hicks, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Critics Podcast here on SportsCriticsPodcast.com. Now, in this episode, we're going to look back at some of the best moments from 2019. And one of the things I'm a huge fan of is living in total gratitude. Every day when I get up in the morning, I think about three things that I'm grateful for and that I am happy for. I visualize them, I lean into it, and I live in that moment. And it's brought me so much happiness. And one of the things I'm happy for is you. The conversations that we've had, all of the text messages and DMs and reactions to the show, everyone who has helped land guests, everyone has come up with content ideas and said, hey, this would be great for the show. I want to show my gratitude to you. I want to say thank you. And one of the things I do with that gratitude is it motivates me to create a better vehicle, to celebrate, to have conversations, to push this industry forward. We're all in this thing together. I didn't set out to start a podcast. I did, however, I sat down to have conversations and dialogue about the very important topics of our industry, about our individual careers and our collective space. A good friend of mine, Ty Brown, from the one Q leadership podcast, you know, told me as I was sharing with him, some of my ideas he said, that's a podcast and I didn't think it was true. So I also want to thank him. And one of the things that's been really cool is the podcast has really been an opportunity to have conversations with people who I know some of them who I didn't know, but all along the way, people that I admired and wanted to get to know better. And it's been a tremendous value now. This year on the show, we had some incredibly talented individuals and even more amazing people who taught me so much about the world and I hope that you feel the same way. I'm a big believer of the philosophy that we can all learn at least one thing from one another because don't forget, we're all in this thing together. Now on this episode, we're looking back at some of the best moments from 2019. Now, this first one was one of my favorites held at the University of Arkansas with Taylor McGillis. We talk about the importance of digital strategy and how to stand out in these very noisy platforms. So with that, here we go. Um, it, it, I'm not sure where every brand is, because as you and I have talked offline, it's kind of all over the spectrum, but talk about what digital strategy is in, in, in your philosophy
1: and how, what you're doing here at Arkansas. It means a lot of different things, um, and there are a lot of components that go into it. If I had to sum it up in one sentence concisely, I would probably say my role is to use creative branding and content uh, to drive action and to drive revenue generation.
0: One of the things that's been a profound shift and change over the last five to six years was that Five or six years ago, there were a handful of elite brands, and they were on another level. Better equipment, a little bit better people. In 2019, that all changed. And right now, there's a lot of noise. And many, many organizations have similar staff, similar equipment, some obviously having a little bit more than others. But the question that remains is what makes elite brands? Why are those 10% a little bit different? So we went to talk to one of the chief architects in college athletic sports and the creative space, none other than Graham Neff from Clemson Athletics. And he talks about the difference being culture, the environment, how creatives are used. So sit back, listen, always love hearing from Graham Neff. I want to talk to you about uh, developing the creative solutions department. Um, what was your role in that? I understand from you and I talking um, that it involved moving the unit out of communications and created a separate entity. Can you talk to us about that process and how it happened?
2: It just really came um, came about, Jay, from, um, <laughs> quite frankly, a, a couple of things. One, um, and I, I won't uh, give it into much details but you know keeping the band together you know our, our guys and, and we've talked about the success we've had have had a lot of um uh, opportunities and you know inside college athletics and outside and so uh you know we've we've had to make a couple very uh distinct decisions from a um just a, a structure and investment standpoint that we just uh, it's important and, and this team has uh you know, jeff jonathan and nick specifically but there are the others on the staff that have come and gone but um, have just been are just like dang good. And so like how we're keeping them together is important. Um, taking that one step further and from a structural standpoint, um, also in, in a little bit what we we're just talking about from a, a, a bandwidth standpoint and touching everybody from Sweeney to tickets is how do we how do we position this group and, and even just uh, present maybe is a good word, this group to our department and to the university of what their capabilities are. Meaning that, um, you know, a lot of it and probably in a lot of, you know, organizations, uh, creative, you know, it's kind of born out of the communications umbrella or vertical because you're you're working with your SID and you're going to make a slick video. And, and, and we've matured in the same the same manner. I mean, like, that's how uh, that that immediate connectivity is important. But I, and you said problem solve earlier, I thought was a great a great point. Uh, because, you know, and now we even, we even call Jonathan and team, you know, creative solutions, not just creative team or the, you know, digital social guys and girls, but like they're solution oriented. So like we have them in, um, meetings with our athletic director when we're prepping for a board of trustees meeting. And that's not just because we need a, a PowerPoint or a video, but it's like, Hey, team, we have, these are the three to five or whatever, um, uh, main points or main messages or main, um, uh actions that we want to have the trustees consider and so how do we how do we construct the presentation to best do that so we're not dictating what bullet points go on a, on a powerpoint slide we're we're starting you know rooted in here's what's on our agenda how do we want the deliverable to be and so they're they're part of the solution with how we do that um and there there's a lot of other examples but so the the the, the notion of um, creating a separate vertical of, of our team such that they are not just seen or presented as part of the communication solution where, oh, yeah, we have an announcement coming up, so we need a press release and we need a graphic and we need a video, so that's where we're going. Well, no, I mean, like we can go to these guys and, and this team for a whole heck of a lot more than when it's just a communications uh, task. And so separating them and therefore presenting them in a manner that they are much more comprehensive – it was was part of the strategy to it. And so um, while still maintaining, as we just talked, the, that important just kind of day to day communication collaboration with, you know, their peers and their other verticals that they that they align with uh, strongly from a video and from a sports information standpoint. So anyway, that's uh, I know that's a, probably a myriad of different things, but no, it's great. A lot, a lot of it is rooted in that. Um, the capabilities of the team being a whole lot more than just, you know, part of the communications uh, vertical.
0: One of my favorite moments from 2019 was talking to Kevin Johnson with the Cleveland Cavaliers and a phenomenal conversation about creativity. Because as you know, I love the process, not just the final project, but how we got there, the environment and talking about the nuts and bolts along the way. Now, we know that the Cleveland Cavaliers have had LeBron James, won a world title, and on the way, completely switched up the game with incredible work. And when we talk to Kevin, it's no wonder why. So, I'll get out the way, and here we go.
1: Yeah, so I think for us, um, I am a big, big proponent of vision boards. Um, so we rely on Pinterest a lot. Yeah. Um, ideas share. We're all we're all plugged into the same board, and it's ultimately taking concepts from everyone. You know that you see here. You just get inspired by. Uh, other people's work and you just try to think like how how can I take a piece of this one one element and work it into what we're doing um so we really work off of that um we'll work off of you know videos what do we see out there that's that's hot that's trending that's cool um and just individual personality how do you express yourself through you know your fashion what you're wearing what are you seeing uh if you're out just doing a hobby if you like to ride bikes and you're riding through the metro parks like how do you see an old wayfinding sign, or directional sign, and just a small typeface on there that inspires you and and how do you bring it back into what we're trying to do. and, And you can do some cool stuff with it.
0: Up next on the show is one of my favorite conversations from 2019. That is with the talented Shirley Zhang, senior creative director with the Atlanta Hawks, AKA the queen of process. And one of the things that I love she talks about is making sure that your creative team is operating to maximum efficiency. It's truly one of the lost art forms, the hidden gems in our industry. So sit back and relax, and here we go.
3: So efficiency, optimizing efficiency and and process is the non-negotiable to me, and doesn't matter if you're a sports creative, doesn't matter what, it's just almost a little bit of life life is all about how do you prioritize one event over the next? How do you make sure that you handle your job at the same time, plan for your kid's birthday, right? Like, it's all about choices and prioritization. How do you make it all happen in this one ecosystem, one day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, right? And so with process, you really need to have some really good tools or people around to ensure that you're seeing things helicopter up and not just reacting in the moment all the time. We're all experts until we are overloaded and then we start to drop the process and start to overlap things. And that's why process and structure and you know having measurable, tangible successes or anything is, is crucial to reassessing where you are and where you could be. Um, so with that said, tools are sometimes one of the best examples to you know, help you get some data or some gathering or some learnings or some benchmark um, before you can even come up with a process, right? Because how can you come up with a process, come up with a reorg without knowing some facts first? And the only way to know facts is having, for example, in the creative space, how do you know if someone is overworked? How do you know if your team needs to have more projects or less projects or if a talent is, you know, at their max or not at their max. You need data, you need testing, you need tracking, right? And so with the Atlanta Hawks, when I first started, I was brought in to you know, help relaunch the e-commerce space. But second part to that was there was a great team already, but there was no in-house infrastructure for the creative team of any sort. So all projects were, hey, a project came down, it's divide and conquer by the entire team constantly without prioritization. So, if you're dividing and conquering on every single project constantly and reacting, how are you planning ahead? How are you ensuring that you're dispersing your energy on the non-negotiable business critical needs, right? When you're just diluting all your efforts across everything. So, that gets into the question of how do you not, how do you do everything but not divide out the pie equally, Right. Right. right? that goes through tools. You learn, right? Uh, with the Hawks, we had Harvest as a tool just for one year. Designers, of course, none of us want to track our time because I shouldn't have to track my time to tell you I'm overworked, right? Like, we, sh- we wish we were hurt, right? But that's not the case because from a business perspective, it's all about like, give me something to react to something tangible. Words, talk is cheap, to be honest, right? Let's get something on paper, do something, show something. Let's get on the same playing field and then let's talk business, right? And so with that said, with Harvest, I was able to, you know, I had the buy-in of the team and I explained why it was critical for us to track hours so we can better reassess, hey, when we say an email request in this caliber, how long does it actually take, right? Because when I first walked in, the designers were guessing all over the place. And for me, it's like, I wanna know, I, I trust your words, but at the same time, like, every day is different, right? And so let's get a average, let's get something tested for a year just so we have a bottom line of some sort to work with. It's not to say you're not quick enough or you're too quick or whatever it is. It's not an assessment of the person in any way. Um, But at least it gives us a benchmark as a creative to speak like a business partner. So when someone is like, hey, I need a rush request of this email. I know you got five other projects, it's due by five o'clock, but I really need this email because it's sales and it's a promotional effort and we really need this opportunity. Great. What if that email was physically not possible due to the content, due to the lack of resources in photography, due to the lack of just final information, because everyone's building a plane while flying it. Everyone's just trying to do their best to make the right thing happen. But trying to do the right thing sometimes, you hurt each other by doing too fast and reacting too fast. So by having a benchmark of, ooh, on average, this type of email without the final content, without this, usually ends up costing us 10 hours of work because of not having enough content ahead of time and enough direction ahead of time not having photography ahead of time so therefore as much as i would love to squeeze this in it's physically impossible until i have this content by this time of the day
0: right man you're (laughs) dropping knowledge i I know a lot in 2019 i had the distinct opportunity and pleasure of speaking to some of the most talented people on the planet Now, up next on the show is Rob Zilla, who is certainly at the top of the class. Rob went from being an art educator to one of the illest illustrators in the game. He went from working on his couch at home to working live on ESPN, doing live illustrations. And anytime he talks, I'm here to listen. So here we go.
4: It happens, Um, especially... And the, the main cause of it is expectation. Right. You expected for it to go a certain way. It didn't. So now you're starting to panic a little bit. Like, oh, it didn't go quite the way that I wanted it to go. And it could just be one project. Um, it could be a whole list of things that just happen around a short period of time that mm-hmm. can kind of take you out of the loop, so to speak, if you're not careful. you got to right. just realize, like, hey, this isn't permanent. Right. It's just one experience. And you got to start reevaluating yourself. Mm -hmm. What on my part did I do to make this experience go sour? How can I change it up next time? What are some things that I can do? Because there's not really any references out there that, that you can go look up. There's no encyclopedia of how to freelance as an illustrator and get all your answers it's not there
0: a lot of a lot of uh accountability and it sounds like you're that you're describing really being honest with yourself and assessing yourself and the things that you can control because a lot of times i think just as human beings our natural thing is to focus on what other people did yeah that that affected and we (laughs) maybe sometimes minimize what we contributed so you're so it sounds like what you're saying is really the things that you do are are focusing on those things that you can control and executing on those items.
4: Yeah, and I mean, not to take this anywhere else, but a lot of us think that we're actually in the, the driver's seat. And and there was a commercial of a, a minivan where you saw the minivan turning and making all these sharp turns and stuff, and then they 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 panned over to a, a little child with like a little steering wheel with a little honky honk horn. Yeah. But you know, to that little kid, they were driving this this car, but it was really like the parent driving that car. Yeah. So a lot of things are going to be out of your control by nature. Right. Um, but if you're if you're expecting to get better, then you got to do some self evaluating, and that's just something from teaching that I brought over mm-hmm. to the design world. You gotta you gotta assess yourself. Um, athletes do it all the time. Right. You know, they, they're, they're constantly checking to see how fast they are. Oh, you know, I'm five seconds faster today. Well, I'm, well, what I'm doing is probably correct. Or I'm slower today. Maybe it was something that I ate last night or the amount of sleep that I got yep. that's affecting my body. We got to do it as designers because, yep. you know, there's a there's a certain peak of artletic, art athleticism that we got to have. Um, I'm trying to combine two words together. No, I love it. Yeah, but we got to do it.
0: I could have talked with Rob for another hour. What a tremendously talented individual. Up next on the show, as we look back at some of the top conversations and moments from 2019, is my time with Britt Davis. One of the rising stars in our industry. You might recall, she's with the Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta United FC, and Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Now she's about to dish some serious dives about developing your tribe, developing mentors and relationships on the way what are two things they can do today to get started
5: um i would say like they create creatively hydrated so it's like okay you know your body needs water you know so but your brain also needs you know creative fuel to kind of keep going so um that could mean like passion project um a podcast, a book, reading an article a day, like just always kind of keeping your mind uh, in tune um, creatively so that you're always kind of ready to go. Like, um, and it kind of ties back into the, you know, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. But You know, you're always hydrated. You're ready to go. Your mind is sharp um, to where it kind of becomes, you know, effortless to where you see an opportunity, you see a project, you generate an idea and it's like, boom, go time. I'm ready. Um, and then I'd say, um, uh, I don't know, just having this sense of, you know, wanting to change culture. You know, there's always this sense of, you know, wanting to, you know, change the culture. Because I think if we, we get too comfortable, you know, our work, you know, can suffer. Um, but then it also doesn't do too much for you know the industry it's like we we become kind of stagnant we we're just like you know this is good the way it is you know but you know we don't to grow and that's not it's not just for us but it's you know again for the industry uh as a whole so like challenging ourselves um and kind of pushing the limits of what is sports design you know is it defined by this treatment or this aesthetic or this style or can it be something else and i, I think we see pockets of it. And I think that's where you really see the, the teams and the people that do that kind of stay ahead of the curve and, you know, kind of push innovation. And we kind of, you know, some of us kind of follow, you know, behind and try to plot to our team, but just, you know, just kind of always in the spirit of, you know, changing the culture or, um, you know, that, that innovative uh, mindset, you know, looking beyond what other teams are doing and, you know, finding inspiration, um, you know, uh, in, in different places. Um, like, I think it was, uh, uh, I think it was, Beth- it was Bethany Heck, and she presented, it was either the Curator South or another, I've, I've heard her speak twice, but she was showing us some design samples that she had done, and one of them was inspired by the little sticker on the window of your car. Um, okay. had, like, the details about the, the, the model and stuff, but it was, like, it had this really unique grid system and this type hierarchy. And she showed how that translated to a project that she did. And it was like, not a direct grip, but you could totally see where that grid and that hierarchy started to come into place. And, wow. you know, it's just like, dang, like the stuff you don't even think about looking at, you know, she's zeroed in on because her mind, you know, is in tune about that, this, this change in culture and like looking for different ways to be inspired. And she was able to zero in on that and kind of create this, you know, this really nice, successful uh, um, composition. Um, so those were probably like the two biggest, at least okay. the ones that I um, kind of really focus on. And then like one one other, like if I could throw in like a, a third one, um, especially with, with students uh, trying to graduate and, you know, get into the industry, it's just always just, just show the work you want to do. Um, yep. You know, I wanted to be in sports, so I knew that while I was in school, especially at SCAD, that I had to build a portfolio around what these teams and these industries wanted to, to see. I mean, I'm sure they would have loved to see my um, play-made font and the experimental stuff I did with uh, quill pins and all that. But at the end of the day, like, can you communicate to this audience of, fans and can you help us get more fans and can you help us communicate to these different um, types of people and so I had to make sure that the you know my projects reflected that so um, and that you know again curating my portfolio to, to reflect that so that would be like the, the little bonus.
0: My next guest came through and completely switched up the game with an authentic and urban voice. Yep, I'm talking about the LA Clippers, Andre Robinson. I'll never forget this conversation. We had it in Houston as the Clippers were taking on the Rockets. And one of the things that really stood out to me was not our talk about the creative process. It wasn't even about his journey and the people who helped him get where he is today. But it's about his impact as a creative, inspiring people in his community. And he talks about that, what it means and how to move forward.
6: That's that's a uh, it's crazy to sit there and think about it. You know, I think I think the roles reverse. You know, I would look at people and be like, man, I want to be like that person or I want to do the things that person. And now, like people look at me and uh, I think I think it's a challenge, man, because. You want you want them to to go through their scars, you want them to go through their, their licks, get, you know, Get beat up a couple times because they appreciate it a little bit more. But and then you want to give them the game. You want to tell them like, "Yo, bet on yourself. Right. Like, do this, dude. Like, work on this this way." Like, um, I I look back at like South Carolina, like when I go back home. Like, I got a little cousin, and um, like nobody in my family ever did video, ever. Like, you can nobody. I've never seen a videographer in my family. Not even seen a videographer. Wow. Like, in my probably, like, actually, like, doing what I'm doing, never seen one until probably college. Ooh. So I've never seen it. And so in the community that, you know, we, we all grow from, you know, you see the athletes, the ball players, the, yeah. the athletes, the rappers. And you may get, like, a couple doctors or, like, right. you know, a couple, like, uh, political figures. But, like, actually, like, doing media stuff. um, it took a minute for me to really be like, all right, I'm a cameraman. Like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, you know, even that. Like, I, I still have uncomfortable, you know, connotations with that word, like, oh, right. you're a cameraman. Right. Because, like, I just feel like I'm Dre. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so um, when I see kids, like, yo, like, yo, they'll message me, like, yo, you inspire me. Like, I want to do what you want to do and everything like that. Like, I, at times, like, I don't. I actually don't want him to hear what like I did, like drop out of school. Yeah. Like, you don't want to tell yep. kid like, hey, drop out of school. <laughs> <Right>. Like <laughs> like I, you know, but you know <laughs> Um, nah, like I, I just feel as though like like man, it's it's a, it's a crazy feeling knowing like I have a cousin who's like really like cousin and my best friend's uh little brother, like Texting me like hitting me up like yo check out my video like I made this video I want to be like I want to do this I want to intern for you Do you have internships like wow. and wow. it's like they knocking at the door because it's like shoot like you feel like you was the gatekeeper to that
0: right and because some some folks don't don't even know these opportunities things exist exist
6: and then it's not it's the lifestyle of it is like you don't see like a cameraman that's like cool with right. all these people too right and so they're looking at like dang like you. You experiencing that life, and you still have that, you know, you doing it the way you doing it. And right. so, I think, uh, I said, I said in college, I wanted to be like, like the 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 pioneer of like a celebrity and 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 video and not video but uh, media. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be on the mic and stuff like that, Yeah and stuff like that. But I wanted to be a pioneer, kind of like what Terrence J was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but it's, it's taping a, a form of its own. Like, it's, I'm not nowhere near Terrence J or anything like that. But, but, like, you know, sport being sports and, and, and doing video, like, and being cool with everybody like that. Like, I feel like I'm only 25 and who knows
0: where else I'm going to go. So. Best is still in front of you. Yeah. The best is still in front of you. I love it. Some really cool conversations and cool individuals from 2019. I'd like to thank you for your support, for listening, for all your DMs, all of your story ideas. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'd also like to thank everyone who helps make the show possible. Let's connect offline. I'm at JF Hicks, all over the internet. That's J A Y, the letter F, my last name Hicks, H I C K S. Let's connect.